Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Friday edition of the Called for Freedom podcast. Now, today we're going into Job chapter 13. And before we get into that, I want to just say that, you know, the best way to support the show is to rate it and share it. And, you know, and you can also check out the merch store, the podcast merch store. I hope to come out with more designs um, within the next couple of months uh, for like apparel purposes. Uh, Just a wide range of everything, outdoors, uh, faith, freedom type of apparel. Um, You guys can do with that what you want, but um, you can support the show that way. You can click the link in my bio um, on the Go Wild app in my profile. Um, and I'll also put the link in the description of this podcast. Now, without further ado, let's get into Job chapter 13. I apologize if I sound a little bit more serious today. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a busy day. Today is kind of the, today's kind of the start of my, my military orders. Um, so it might be a little stressful today, but hey, Lord willing, it'll it'll go to God's according to God's will. So Job chapter 13. Job 13 recounts how Job declares his innocence before God and his friends. He expresses his deep anguish and frustration with the way his life has unfolded. He acknowledges that God is sovereign, but he laments the injustice of his suffering. He demands an audience with God and insists that he will speak to God face to face and plead his case. Job's friends try to convince him to repent and accept his plight, but Job stands firm in his conviction that he is innocent. In the end, God reveals himself and commends Job for his faithfulness, restoring his fortunes and blessing him with a new life. Still, I will hope in God. Behold, my eye has seen all this. My ear has heard and understood it. What you know, I also know. I am not inferior to you, but I would speak to the Almighty, and I desire to argue my case with God. As for you, you whitewash with lies. Worthless physicians are you all. Oh, that you would keep silent, and it would be your wisdom. Hear now my argument and listen to the pleadings of my lips. Will you speak falsely for God and speak deceitfully for him? Will will you show partially toward him? 
Will you plead the case for God? Will it be well with you when he searches you out? Or can you deceive him as one deceives a man? He will surely rebuke you if in secret you show partiality. Will not his majesty terrify you and the dread of him fall upon you? Your maxims are proverbs of ashes. Your defenses are defenses of clay. Let me have silence and I will speak and let come on me what may. Why should I take my flesh in my teeth and put my life in my hand? Though he slay me, I will hope in him. Yet I will argue my ways to his face. This will be my salvation, that the godless shall not come before him. Keep listening to my words and let my declaration be in your ears. Behold, I have prepared my case. I know that I shall be in the right. Who is there who will contend with me? For then I would be silent and die. Only grant me two things. Then I will not hide myself from your face. Withdraw your hand far from me. And let not dread of you terrify me. Then call and I will answer. Or let me speak and you reply to me. How many are my iniquities and my sins? Make me know my transgression and my sin. Why do you hide your face and count me as your enemy? Will you frighten a driven leaf and pursue dry chaff? For you write bitter things against me and make me inherit the iniquities of my youth. You put my feet in the stocks and watch all my paths. You set a limit for the soles of my feet. Man wastes away like a rotten thing, like a garment that a moth eaten. Now you can hear in this chapter, that concludes chapter 13. Now, obviously this is Job continuing uh, his response to his friends and his friends' accusations of his sin. But Job expresses his frustration and despair, questioning why God is punishing him so severely. He also asserts his innocence and demands that his friends listen to his defense instead of judging him unfairly. Um, throughout the chapter, Job shows a deep sense of faith and trust in God. Even in the midst of his suffering, he acknowledges that he may not understand why he is going through this trial, but he refuses to turn away from God. Job's words demonstrate a willingness to persevere in his faith, even when it is difficult. At the same time, Job's words also reveal his humanity and vulnerability. He expresses feelings of isolation and loneliness, 
and he longs for someone to understand and comfort him. Job's struggles remind us that even the strongest of believers can go through times of doubt and pain. Overall, Job chapter 13 is a powerful reminder of the importance of faith and trust in God. Even in the face of suffering and hardship, it encourages us to hold fast to our faith and persevere in times of trial and to seek comfort and support from others when we need it. And that was a commentary I wrote. Uh, that's kind of like my summary on this chapter. And um, yeah, I mean, I think this holds true to everybody who who is a prayer warrior. Anybody who just puts the kingdom over everything. You're going to feel doubt and pain. There's going to be people around you that doubt you. Just recently, if I can get personal real quick before we end this episode, you know, just recently, um, because I'm getting ready for a deployment, I had to resign my position at my fire department. Now, the fire department is my dream job. I'm currently a volunteer and I want to become a career firefighter. That's my goal. But the military has taken a lot of that time away um, for training and stuff like that for this deployment. And I was very heartbroken at the fact that I had to resign. I couldn't stay. I couldn't, I couldn't remain a member or anything like that. I had to resign because of certain circumstances. And I felt like I was quitting. I felt like I was being forced to quit and didn't know, you know, I, I feel like God called me to be a firefighter. Ne never in my life really did I think that I would fall in love with such a craft, such a such an occupation. And now, no pun intended, but it's lit a fire in me. I, I want to do it. This is what I want to do for a career. I feel like God called me to this. And it came later in life. But God's timing is always perfect. Now, it may not seem that way. And there's a lot of doubt that I have that I'll even get a job as a firefighter. But what's even worse than that is the doubt from the people around me. My very The people closest to me don't even want to hear me talk about it. They don't think that it's something that I should be doing. They think that they know what's best for me and my life. Because to them, everything is about money. And I get it. In today's economy, a lot of things are about money. People are struggling. Hell, I'm deploying. Much of the reason why I'm deploying is because of the money. That's selfish of me. But it's a reality. But my life is not fueled by money. My career goals, everything that I chase is not necessarily about the money. I didn't join the military for the money. 
And I certainly didn't become a firefighter for the money because I do it for free. But people don't think it's something I should be doing. And because I fell in love with it, they don't think I should be doing it as a career. Or even want to do it as a career. You should be doing this. You'll make more money doing this. You're not going to get that job. It's a lot of doubt with the people that I hold closest to me. And that really shakes my faith a little bit. Because if God's timing is perfect, why am I dealing with such... I, what's the word I'm looking for? Such, such pushback from everybody. But I have to put my trust and my faith in God. He knows what's best for me. To conclude this episode, we'll read a devotional and we'll end it here. So Pastor Ed Ray says, Job turned his appeal to his friends who were not helping him at all, to God. Job knew he was a sinner, but he seemed to want to know the degree and severity of his sin so he could determine if his suffering matched it. This would also enable him to repent of sins he was unaware of. But the heavens were silent. Although surrounded by his friends, his so-called friends, he felt alone. Life is hard. And sometimes it feels as though no one is listening. Even when we pray. C.S. Lewis said, God whispers to us in our pleasures. He speaks to us in our conscience. But he shouts in our pain. It is his megaphone to rouse a deaf world. It seems when we are filled with happiness or even just busy with the cares of this world, our spiritual hearing is blocked. And it's impossible for us to hear the whispering voice of God. Our Heavenly Father is speaking to us, but we fall or we fail to slow down enough and be still enough to listen to Him. When we fail to take the time for purposeful listening because of our overflowing life, His communication process is blocked. In Luke chapter 8, verse 8, Jesus cried, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And that's, that's Jesus saying, Hear me. Please, hear this message. Lord, give us ears to hear today. We want you to speak. Lord, we want you, we want to be faithful servants who listen. In Jesus' name, amen.